Having a baby doesn't have to mean feeling petrified or enduring hours of labour pain. My name's Sophia Hansen and I'm on a mission to help you feel calm and relaxed in pregnancy and labour because that's what helps you have a better birth. Check out sophiahansen.com to see what I can do for you. Delighted today to be joined by Anya, who is from the baby reflux lady and she has all of the things that you have been dying to know about reflux and the things that just really drive you crazy in the middle of the night the middle of the day that massively impact on your life so good morning how are you good morning i am great for you thank you very much for having me here I'm so excited to have you here because I work with lots and lots of pregnant women who are preparing for birth, already starting to think about the fourth trimester. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding when I go into general Facebook groups, not any of mine, is that everybody is talking about reflux. And actually, Mm -hmm. there's lots of advice, which is lovely because it's opinions, but it's actually not based on anything. And so I know that this has been quite a journey for you and you have lots and lots of wisdom to share. So what Mm -hmm. is baby reflux? Right. It's like, that is like the biggest question. <laughs> I'm going to come out and say that while, while the doctors in medical practice actually say it is gastroesophageal reflux and there's gastroesophageal reflux disease, it's not a disease. This is the big secret. It's not a disease. Reflux is actually a symptom of something else. Always. And this is why the medics struggle with the symptoms to pinpoint it. You know, even the um, the official guidelines from North American and European gastroenterologists in 2018 say the list of symptoms that could be and could not be reflux, it, it's undefinable. Yeah. The reason it's undefinable is because it doesn't occur naturally on its own. There's no underlying pathology. Simplest terms, reflux is regurgitation. That's what it is. It's the movement of stomach contents into the esophagus. Sometimes it goes beyond. Sometimes it comes up a little way. The medical community, however, also group into the term reflux, digestive discomfort, or babies that are just genuinely unsettled and appear to be otherwise healthy. Um, Babies that don't grow out of colic, for example. So even with babies who have colic, with all children who are struggling and are unsettled they there's always a reason for it and it's our job as parents and carers and professionals to try and figure out what they're telling us so what kind of things might mums be looking for at that point if their baby is unsettled and they've they've tried all the kind of the nappy the feeding all the different things the winding the holding the cuddling and if they're just not settling could that be reflux what do we look out for it could be so the i mean the first thing is a baby that is genuinely unsettled yeah. i always ask my clients do you actually feel that your baby is more unhappy than they should be if yeah. they say yes like okay now let's look at what could be going on. Um, I have a free symptoms tracker that I give out to people. We list over 80, 80 different symptoms, oh. behaviours or events to look at. And if a baby struggles with three or more of them regularly, and out of 80, that can be any combination, then there is something we can do to help. Sometimes it'll be sleeping patterns. Sometimes there'll just be incessant crying. and We don't know why. There might be skin irritation. 
that is related to reflux. There might be nasal congestion and cold-like symptoms that are related. There might be breathing problems that are related to reflux. Um, so for example, uh, stridor, which is this high-pitched breathing. So if you can hear your child breathing, that's not normal. And actually we need to be looking at what else is going on. So we get a lot of children with what we call floppy larynx or laryngomalacia, and they will have an accompanied loud stridor breathing, which is like, strained breathing the doctors will say this is absolutely normal this is not normal there is something else underlying it i even get clients saying well the doctor said it's the laryngomalacia the floppy larynx is causing the reflux it's actually not these are symptoms like i kind of picture myself and my clients i don't know if anybody's a fan of um sherlock holmes but i love like all the recent Sherlock Holmes where we have the, you know, the, the pictures on the wall and the strings going, tying up all the dots. Yeah. That's what it's like to be the baby reflux lady is we're looking at the symptoms for every single child individually because they have different groups and different patterns of symptoms, like doing a thousand piece jigsaw. So it sounds, in, it sounds in many ways that although, you know, GPs, health visitors might give you one piece of information, if your mothering instinct is telling you there's something here that's not right, it, a huge part of that is about listening to it, isn't it? Not just being fobbed off with, oh, it's probably just this and ignore it. If you're seeing your baby in distress, you can tell that your baby is uncomfortable, it's just not settling, then it really is dig deeper. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you just said it, mother's instinct. It is probably the most powerful tool we have. Even parents' instinct, actually, I've seen a huge amount of this coming from, from dads over the last year because they technically, in the majority of cases, you know, dads have gone to home and mums have stayed more at home. Yeah. Dads are now in it. They're witnessing it for longer. Mm. They're like, this ain't right. Like, there's something going on. There is, unfortunately, a belief that if the doctors don't have an answer, then there must not be an answer to be had. Which is a shame because that means what we feel about ourselves. Well, hang on, maybe I'm the one not thinking right, or maybe this is me worrying. I was actually told it was my anxiety causing my child's reflux. I'm like, no, I'm anxious because she has reflux. Yeah. I'm anxious because she's not sleeping and I'm not sleeping. And I'm anxious because she's screaming all the time. And people say this is normal. And something inside me says this is not normal. You know, the one the one biggest piece of advice I give to any parent is to take your child's behavior and symptoms. Pretend they are yours. And then ask yourself, are you happy with the answers you're getting? Yeah. You know, so if you went to the doctor and said, every time I drink a cup of coffee. I throw it up 10 minutes later, like every time I drink a cup of coffee. And my tummy hurts like so much that it makes me scream and I can't go to sleep. Would you be happy for the doctor to say, don't worry, that's completely normal? Ironically, I had a hole in my heart for 40 years that nobody detected. Three and a half centimetres big. And I kept going back to the doctor. At one point I was saying, I can feel like movement in my heart, like sloshing signs. And they're like, okay, we'll do an ECG. Everything's fine. So I'd opened heart surgery three years ago to fix the three and a half centimetre hole in my heart. So no, sometimes you have to keep saying, 
I know you're telling me on paper this looks fine. I'm telling you my lived experience is not that. <laughs> and so I mean, it's the same experience is so important. Absolutely. You know, this is, I mean, I'm on a, I have, I get on different horses to shout loud about things different times, but the gaslighting that happens unintentionally, yeah. you know, doctors are not trying to damage people's mental health. They're not trying to invalidate your experience. However, when a doctor says your baby's normal, you need to get used to the crying. All babies cry. It's just a bit of positing. Yeah. You don't need to worry about this. Telling somebody else they don't need to worry about something is invalidating their true experience of life. Mm. It's hugely damaging to mental health. Hugely damaging. And as you touched on there as well, baby reflux can have impact so much of your life because you won't be sleeping. You will be worrying. You just every chance you're not going to want to be out or be as sociable with your baby if your baby is distressed or unsettled all the time. Yeah. How much of an impact does something like baby reflux have on a, a family life? Just got shivers with that question. <laughs> the impact of baby reflux has never, ever been measured. We don't look at the rates of mums not returning to work. We don't look at the connection between postnatal depression, maternal mental health, maternal suicide mm. as a result of unsupported infant reflux. We don't look at the mental health statistics for fathers who not only are in this space and not getting sleep, but in many cases, this is the case from, from my family, my daughter did not want to know her dad because she didn't, I didn't, he didn't smell like me. So every evening he would try, he came home from work, he would try to give me a break by taking her and holding her and bouncing her. But the result was she screamed even louder, which meant we knew it was going to be even worse than it otherwise would be. So he was literally being pushed away by his most precious creation. Mm. I have no idea how that feels. We don't look at the economic impact or the dangers of driving to work for fathers driving long distances with extreme exhaustion. We don't look at that. We don't look at the productivity levels in the workplace. We don't take into account the long-term health costs associated with unresolved reflux with the use of medications that we, that first of all are unlicensed for use in the pediatric population. And then second of all, can cause long-term damage if they're not used and reviewed properly. We're not looking at the unresolved reflux and what it can cause later on in life. Yeah. Like it can be connected to um, ADHD, eight, nine, 10 years of age which could be avoided if we took a look at what was causing reflux. Yeah. We don't look at the connection with speech therapy requirements and the ability of children to use their mouths properly. We don't look at the emotional development of children. We don't look at the pain impact. Like there is so many reasons to listen to mums who are listening to their babies. 
And that's just given me the shivers now just to think of the, the long term implications of not picking up on these things. And from my perspective, when we talk about having better births and calmer births, yeah. it's also not just about, oh, that's a nice thing to have. It's like, how, how do you want to be welcomed into the world? Do you yeah. want to be welcomed into the world with bright light shone into your face with lots of noise, with chaos into somebody who's like, oh, that was so petrifying? Or do you want to be welcomed into calm and loving arms and I bring this up again because baby reflux can also be linked to traumatic births can't it 100% traumatic births traumatic pregnancies Mm. um you know one of the greatest tools I teach to parents is breathing just breathing through the nose to activate the parasympathetic nervous system it you know the worries don't go away our ability to process them and not let our thoughts go what if what if what if what if what if just go hang on okay, this is going on. What can I do next? And to process, you know, there's so many schools of thought about, you know, we should live in the moment, we should be in the moment. A mom who is in the midst of reflux is worried about what happened last night. She's worried about what's going to happen in the next five minutes. She's worried about tomorrow. She's worried about when her kid is five. She's worried about when they're 20. She's also really worried about right now and not being able to help her baby in this moment. And again, mental health implications of that, emotional health implications, that building and establishing it and nourishing the bond between mother and baby or siblings in the house. Didn't talk about the impact of that. Yeah. You know, it is a massive conversation and nobody is talking about it. Like we talk about the pandemic. So reflux was here a long time before that. It's here now. It's going to be here in the future because we can't prevent it. And at the minute, nobody's talking about it. And it this has is much- 50% of parents. And it has much longer impacts, as you said. You know, it can it can bring on these other things or be one of the underlying symptoms of some yes. of these other things. So one of the main reasons I got in touch with you, you, you might remember from my Instagram message was, I just keep seeing this. Oh, give them this. And it's it's medication. And I'm not against medication. It has its place. There's always a place for allopathic medicine. But I also just keep seeing this thing. And I come back to you because I follow you. And I think, this is not what Anya would say. <laughs> And so when you see, well, not so much when you see these posts about take this medication, but how do you feel about the medication? Is that just covering up, masking that until a later date? Yeah, it's it's pretty much putting a sticker plaster on the wound, but the wound is still a gaping hole underneath. Um, it can even make things worse, uh, which is a challenge. So I did a, I, I've been holding it, there's a survey sort of ongoing for about four years now, over 2000 parents have answered it. For babies who are taking medication, so 80% of babies who have reflux are taking medication. That's 40% of babies born every year in the UK on prescription medications. That's a lot. Like we're talking about 700,000 babies born every year. So 300,000 babies are medicated at present. With the medications, the, the, the gaviscon basically forms a raft on top of the stomach contents to prevent vomiting happening. The problem isn't that the body is vomiting. We need to ask, why is the body vomiting? What is going on? It could be causing, it could be causing more harm than good. You know, 
for example, this is a, an extreme example to not have that that's not kind of reality, but I want to get the point across. Mm-hmm. If you ate a, you know, if you kind of ate a chicken that was three days past its best by date, you know you're going to be vomiting that. But imagine you eat that and then you put in some Gaviscon to make sure you don't vomit it. Now, the reason your body wants to vomit it is because this is not safe. This is pretty much poison for us. Don't give it to me. The body wants to get rid of it. We put the Gaviscon on the top going, no, no, we're keeping this one in because it's got protein in it. We want the vitamins and we want the nutrients. So it goes down into the gut and then all of this pathogenic bacteria is available in the gut, damaging our own gut bacteria, damaging the intestinal lining, making us feel even worse for even longer, potentially poisoning us from the inside out. But yet the Gaviscon's like, nope, I'm doing my job. You ain't coming back out this way. You're going the only way out. So there's a reason the body is trying to get rid of whatever is in the stomach. It might be trying to get rid of too much air. It might be nothing to do with the milk. It might be that there's a a potential allergen that the body thinks is damaging to it in the milk. We get cow's milk protein allergy. It's not the only allergen. And so the body is doing its job. We need to ask why, what is happening in every single case? And with over 30 different things that can cause or contribute to reflux, there's no, like, I... I'm just so passionate about not spending six months, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this, try this. When at the beginning, we can go, right, let's look at this list of symptoms. What pattern is presenting? That's telling me it's going to be one of these two things. Let's do this. Then let's do that. Then let's make a plan. And when we do that, the changes can be so fast, like within 24 hours. That's how long when we get it right. That's amazing, isn't it? That is just amazing to think that you could go from almost one extreme to back to to kind of homeostasis, back to harmony again, just as quickly as that when you you nail it down. And I see a lot as well that that mums might be told, oh, it's probably just your breast milk, so switch to formula. And again, we're just we're just hiding all these problems aren't we we're stuffing them down for somebody else to have to deal with later and unfortunately that somebody else is often the baby the toddler the young child the teenager the adult yeah yeah and remember parents are still dealing with all of that while they are the toddler the child the adolescent the adult yeah you know they are still there supporting them and and the thing is we don't know what the long-term impact of reflux is because nobody has ever tracked it and studied it. What we do know is there's a particular chiropractor I follow in the States, Tony Ebel. He is phenomenal. He supports babies with ADHD, not babies, children with ADHD. 99% of his clients had reflux. Wow. It's part of what he calls a perfect storm. Trauma during pregnancy, traumatic birth, reflux or colic, digestive development it all it builds on each other and we're stressing out the nervous system as well and these children end up being diagnosed as ADHD but actually just their body has never had time to go and be in an unstressed state 
Yeah, I mean, just I'm, I'm thinking about that in terms of when I teach prenatal yoga and again, hypnobirthing. And it's this feeling if if you were asked as an adult to be like this all day and to hold your tummy muscles in and to just try to suppress anything that's coming up that's just the worst possible state you could be in you know we almost teach that as the extreme do this and then go for the flow come back to the flow and that's what we're trying to create back within these these babies is returning them to a natural state and I I know from what you say yes reflux is common but it's not natural 100% not natural and so being able to listen to your parenting instinct get your downloadable I'll get the link from you at the the end that I can share with everybody get the downloadable try and work out yourself what the the pattern is initially see what some of those symptoms are and obviously you're there for support you've also got a book as well haven't you that that I do it's a first step if they wanted to yeah I'm kind of looking around (laughs) you've got one handy I should should have one handy um we're kind of in the middle of moving house so all the spare books (laughs) are in a box somewhere else um yeah the baby reflux daily survival guide and you can start with that you know all all the e-readers have it amazon have it online bookstores have it but you can get the ebook straight away part one like page seven is where you start and that says if this is going on for you go to this chapter if this is going on for you go to this chapter so you use it as a guidebook rather than necessarily read it from front cover to cover if parents are pregnant and worried about it, then read it, just pick it up, have a cup of tea and read it and going, okay, these are the things to look out for. You know, there's a table in there of symptoms of if this is going on, what are the likely causes of it? It's, it's almost, yeah, it's a great thing to do to kind of prepare for what might come up, you know, things like what was going on for my daughter my first daughter when she was born eight and a half years ago I didn't even know what re- that reflux was a thing um but from the moment she was born she refused to be laid down and she was born at seven o'clock in the morning by 2 a.m I was still walking around the the maternity ward with her in my arms she would eventually fall asleep on my shoulder I go back into the room I'd lie on the bed going okay I'm gonna sit here midwife would come in going she needs to be in the cot, put her in the cot. I'm like, I don't want to put her in the cot. She'll wake up. And I knew this because she'd done it six times already. Yeah. Put her in the cot. Five minutes later, she's screaming. Okay, up another 40 minutes to get her to calm. This thing repeated six times. And by two o'clock, I just said, no, she's sleeping with me. With hope, a hospital policy, I'm like, I don't care what hospital policy is. She's my baby. She's sleeping here. Yeah. She slept on my shoulder for 12 weeks, like totally beyond any safe sleeping guidelines nothing safe about how we were sleeping but we had to survive we had to survive we took it in turns to hold her and hold ourselves and sort of I would sleep my husband would watch us he would sleep with her I would watch him my second daughter she was three and like by the time she was three she had such severe sleep apnea from inflamed tonsils that were touching all because of stuff that had gone on in infancy that need not have happened but she had sleep apnea where she was stopping like properly stopping breathing breathing went (laughs) 20 times per hour so we took it in turns four hours sleep four hour awake her sleeping in our arms moving her head to make sure she could breathe all night we did that for a year and a half so we really at the end of all of this have your daughters to thank for the fact that you do the work that you do 
and for being able to create, create such a massive, massive difference. I'm sure we would prefer they didn't have to experience that themselves to start with, but you could have just said, the doctor says it's just this, they'll grow out of it. I'll give yeah. them some baby X, Y, Z. Hopefully that'll solve the problem. But actually we know it would just have masked it. So yeah. thanks to your own tenacity and determination to drill down and find out what that is, we can now, well, you can now help millions of babies all over the That's world. The That's the plan. I was literally writing my five-year plan last night and it is literally, I want to be impacting a million kids within four years time. But that's still only a third of the children in the world suffering with reflux. Yeah. Like there are three million kids every year born with reflux. That's probably two and a half million families because some of them are twins and triplets. Yeah. It is a lot. The impact is huge. Mm. But that's five million parents questioning themselves on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. Yeah. That's five million, no, two and a half million families where the joy is not as free flowing as it should be. And where the normal challenges of parenting are just pushed aside going, they don't matter because our child's in pain and all the siblings in that. And it's, yeah, it's it's a massive, massive issue that we need to just be making awareness of. We can look at this differently. We really can look at this differently. And that's all it is, a different viewpoint on the same problem. Absolutely. And finding a solution as opposed to just quietening it for now. You know, let's let's not be the boy with the thumb in the dam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do something effective with it overall. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Anything else you would love to, to add as a kind of closing note for, for pregnant women or for new parents or even for parents who maybe suspect that this has been going on for a long time and have got that, oh, that kind of guilt of, gosh, you know, how, what do I do with it now? Is it too late? Is it ever too late to be able to deal with it? Never too late. It's never too late. The human body is the most incredible thing. It's the one thing on this earth that none of us understand. And we're all in possession of it. <laughs> we don't understand it. Like we think we understand it. We we don't. Um, you know, ask any doctor how the brain works. Nobody can answer that question. Mm. But what I will say is to parents is your baby chose you. You are the most perfect parent for them. Trust yourself because you know a lot more than you think you do and ask for help. Like there are, it's not just me. There is a tribe of baby reflux ladies around the world. Literally, we are global. Before I came on to this call, I was talking to people in Singapore, New Zealand, Scotland, Ireland, England, um, where else? Somebody else is somebody somewhere, Assyria and Saudi Arabia. Wow. No, sorry, not Syria, Kuwait and Saudi Arabia. This is we're training people around the globe all the time. And if they're not in your country, we all do online consultations and support. Yeah, there is so much that we can do to help and even just read about it. Get educated because knowledge is power. It really is. Knowledge is power. And we're all about giving parents the knowledge you don't have right now. We can't expect everybody to know everything. So, yeah, that's a few, few extra words. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all the perfect extra words, though. And as well is get the knowledge and the information from the people who know. You know, it's lovely to get advice from somebody else whose baby had this three weeks ago. But that doesn't mean that they know and have the depth of knowledge or understanding that, that you have what well, they won't. And they yeah. also won't necessarily have the solution. They'll know what worked for their baby. But their baby yeah. is not this woman's baby 
or this yeah. dad's baby. It's a different a different baby it's a different set of circumstances so i will get the uh, get the link from you afterwards just now and then share that and do our little bit to help you spread the word on how to support baby reflux and get all these babies back to soft tummies and loving hearts and calm hands and calm minds absolutely but thank you very much Sophia, for helping me spread the word Thank you. Thank you for helping all these babies and give your daughters a great big hug for all that they had to do to help yeah. you to get there as well. Yeah. Thank they you. Knew, they do know they gave us this gift. Oh, bless. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you, everybody, for watching. Share this and tag any friends that you know who might have a baby experiencing baby reflux and make sure that you get the help that you need right now. Lots of love. Bye bye. Are you ready to take control of the ways you can influence your birth for the better? Head over to sophiahanson.com and bag yourself a freebie. Calm and relax is the name of the game, no matter what type of birth you're planning. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a thing. Lots of love. Bye-bye for now.